1: What's happening, Chunky Monkeys? What's up, Buttercups? Welcome to Mean Age Daydream. I am, of course, your host, Brian McWilliams, here to lay out what's good, what's bad, what's shaking, and the latest recipes for a delicious... Corn chowder, which is what I made last night for dinner. Welcome to the show, everybody. If you haven't already, please do me the service of going and hitting subscribe. If you're on a podcast, notify if you are on YouTube. As you've been reminded, we have many multitudes of thousands of people subscribe to our YouTube page because we have been doing this for so very long and so very well, yet none of you actually see it because you're not hitting notifications and we are severely shadow banned as we have been for many years. It's what happens when you're speaking the truth for so long. So remember to hit notify. Also, make sure that you're following us on Rumble. We are on Rumble, of course, as well. Otherwise, welcome to the show, guys. I titled the episode Diary of a Mad Trans Woman in honor of she or he who will not be named. I'm not going to say the name of the person who wrote a manifesto, which even calling it a manifesto seems to do it too much justice, wrote scribbles of madness in a notebook before going on a shooting rampage in Nashville, Tennessee. If you're not familiar with this case, a school, the Covenant Catholic School, was shot up by a trans adult woman, or a, I guess, identified trans adult woman. At the time... Three children were killed. Three other adults were killed as well. The shooter was, uh, as I said, trans, identified male, identified as female. This story got some attention, but predictably was kind of pushed to the side. Why? Well, because it didn't go along with the mainstream narrative, didn't go along with the mainstream concerns of most of us. And when I say mainstream, I mean the actual population. I don't mean the mainstream media. I don't mean people in academia. I don't mean people that are uh, that are busy advocates for the trans activism, right? I'm talking about the rest of us, the people who are based in the world, in logic, in reason, who can ask questions such as, is it a great idea? that so many young adults that are isolated, that are without a doubt uh, imbibing way too much social media, which was shown through multiple studies, is changing the way that they think, the way they act, the way they uh, view themselves and their health. And a perfect example is, of course, the massive uptick in women that are young women that are now identifying as trans. I was reading uh, numerous articles on why Sweden, why Denmark, why many Uh, Countries in the European Union have completely reversed course on the way they treat people that are identifying as trans. The uh, gender affirmation model, which, of course, is what the United States, which is now backwards, by the way, compared to the rest of the Western world and how we view trans people and and treat them. Well, the gender affirmation seems to be based in absolutely flawed studies. Uh, the, The Dutch model, which is all based upon, to begin with, like the entire concept of you affirm it and then you change sex and you put, that was based on terrible studies, questionable results. And you're seeing now multiple studies that are coming out showing the opposite is true here, that these people should not be simply affirmed, that they should not be dosed with hormones at a young age, that the impact of social media, as I'm saying, driving young women to identify as trans because they're going through body changes, because they might be lonely and isolated, because it gives them a social step up, to, to cling to because it gives girls an identity to rally around. They're now part of the victim culture. We see that happening. And it's not just trans, by the way. I want to point that it's not just trans. It's also with other social contagions, such as uh, women saying, you know, well, I mean, for a long time, bulimia, right, has been a long time uh, problem and concern with women on social media. The, the bizarre trend of girls on TikTok saying that they have Tourette's and then all these young ladies all of a sudden are saying they've got Tourette's and are exhibiting ticks when they don't. Right. We're seeing the results in front of our eyes, right? Of this mass push for trans activism, trans identitarianism. And that leads through to academia, how the kids are proselytized, right? These people are 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 basically being baptized into the waters of far-left ideology, right? Diversion, equity, inclusion, uh, critical race theory, and and this transactivism, right? You see all of that come to a head in what happened with the Nashville shooter. This is a man who is identifying as a woman, and this book that he wrote, right, it was a notebook full of mad scribblings. Well, after this horrible act was perpetrated, the state the powers that be, law enforcement decided, well, we're not going to release it. And at the time, we were told a fantastic lie. The lie was that the families of the victims said that they did not want to have that release, that it was too sensitive for them, right? That's a complete lie. We now know. The families had never seen this diary of a mad trans woman. As I said, I refuse to call it a manifesto that gives it too much credence. And I think that even mentioning the name of this person is giving it too much credit. I think it is part of what drives this for sure. Uh, Writing these books and intentionally having them be released after the act is giving these people more incentive to do it, right? Live on in infamy. So this Diary of a Mad Trans Woman has in it exactly what you would expect were you somebody looking at what's going on in our society. This is namely... Three pages that was released through Stephen Crowder. I don't know why Stephen Crowder is the guy who ends up releasing this stuff. <laughs> I guess good, good job, Stephen Crowder, uh, <laughs> being able to get this leaked information. And by the way, we know it's true because the forces that had been trying so desperately to keep it silent for reasons I'll tell you about in just a second had essentially said, well, we're going to investigate this. We're going to find out who leaked it. So, you know, it's true. Just like when Hunter Biden, you know, he says, "Well, he didn't." It's, it's not my laptop, and then sues over his laptop. So we know that this is true. Now, these three pages, I'm not going to read them verbatim, but I'll give you the gist of what they said. Essentially, what this screed was about was talking about how gleeful this, this madman was to go out and kill children because he said he wanted to essentially punish these blonde mop tops. He wanted to kill these little faggots, right? His words, not mine. I'm sure I'm getting demonetized on YouTube for saying it, but I'm going to say it. Um, and that he wanted to kill these privileged white children and people. Now, there's a lot to unpack there. Number one, let's start with the old F-A-G word. I'll refrain from saying it again in the hopes that we will not be uh, more thoroughly stomped down than we are in listenership. And uh, I've been told, if you don't say these things early on, you don't get whacked. So many times... This has been, you know, in a lot of, as we've seen, more honest reporting into how trans comes to be and a lot of what happens in in how people become trans is that a portion of the trans populace turns out to be gay. In fact, they found that some 80 percent of trans people, if they were simply left alone. When simply left alone, children that are confused, children about that are non-binary, that are gender, uh, you know, have gender confusion, whatever it might be. I'm trying to think of the clinical term for it, I just can't bring it to mind because I'm tired from daylight savings time, which I'll bitch about in a minute. Many of these children, 80%, in fact, from the most recent studies, just simply turn out to be gay. If they are not inundated with hormones, if they are not gender affirmed, they turn out to be gay. Now a portion of that that turns out to be trans and that resists this and wants to be trans, well, some of that is in fact rooted in homophobia. We were actually seeing this concretely in that some of these people have been brought up in upbringings and have a, a concept in their minds where they don't want to be gay and making this transition, in fact, now I don't have to be gay. Now I'm a woman, right? I'm a woman attracted to men. That's perfectly re- that's perfectly reasonable. My deep-seated hatred of homosexuality has been beaten. I, we did it gang. that's why a lot of the, the gay community that objects to trans being lumped into this does view trans as an attack on the homosexual community because they're viewing it as essentially an effort to be homophobic, to eliminate gay people from the spectrum, because now you're saying, well, it's, you're not gay anymore. No one's gay anymore. You're just born into another body. There you go. Thank you. Facebook user, gender dysmorphia. Hello, thirsty, thirsty. Um, a live viewers, check out the live stream he guess. So we're seeing that this is coming out in this screed. By calling these, these little kids the F-A-G word, well, the, the, the bags, right? By calling them bags, this person's laying it pretty clear that he's got some Issues with homosexuals makes you wonder, okay, is he, is he homosexual? Then is that why he identifies as trans? Is this why this deep seated, you know, hatred is coming out here, calling them all words? Why that word? Why that, why at this time you're talking about little kids calling little white kids baggots. <laughs> okay. So there's that aspect to think about, but again, we're told that this is not to be concerned about it. How, how can we ever question the transitioning of these people? The other aspect of course is, specifically targeting white people. Now, every time we see anything that's about racial hatred, uh, we're always told that it goes one way and one way only, that only minority folk, you know, colored folk, they can only hate whitey and whitey, you know, there's no possible chance that white people can hate white people or that, uh, I'm sorry, we're told that white people can hate minorities and not the other way around, right? That there's no such thing as reverse racism. Well, you're seeing right here that this person who was white Has been taught to hate white people and hate white privilege. Now I'm on record. I've said before I do believe white privilege exists. I'm not going to go into all the factors of that, but I do think it exists in the manner that people will look upon somebody that has white skin and be, let's say, more likely to uh, to lend them money, to trust them, to you know, they're not going to cross the street. Now some of that is, in fact, passed down racism, right? Without a doubt, some of that is pushed through by conditions that have been forced upon certain racial groups, a.k.a. the welfare state on the black populace, um, through government action, right? Which is also racism and putting these people in this lower socioeconomic state, breaking up the family units by virtue of terrible laws, the war on drugs, you name it, right? So that lenders might say, well, I don't know if I, I don't know if we're going to go this way. All right, so some of that exists, for sure. But to see a White male who's identifying as trans, which is probably the most privileged class of person you can be in the goddamn world right now. Let's just play it out plain. If you're a white man identifying as a woman, you now have, are able to violate the rights of women left, right, and center. You're able to violate their safe spaces. You're able to violate their sports spaces. You're able to uh, take away their their uh, winnings. You're able to take away their scholarships you're able to go to women's prisons and rape all you want, right? And the ACLU is going to protect your right to do that. And that's a true story, by the way. The ACLU is actually trying to protect men going to women's prisons because they identify as women. And how dare you, by the way, if there is a rapist or a murderer, how dare you misgender that person in your news reporting? So there's no more class of people that's more privileged than a white trans male at this point in time. Of course, they also happen to be very violent, as you're seeing right here. As you've seen with all the trans protests going on, where they violently will attack women in the streets, right? You're seeing these Antifa folk violently attack people. I'm getting on a tangent here. Returning to the main core. This is a person who has now been trained to hate white people because of their quote unquote privilege. So while white privilege exists, to say that it somehow overrides all of our society, that systematic racism is so prevalent that somehow this is to blame that people have to rise up and shoot white children as this person clearly thought was a great idea. Well, that comes around to what we've been been taught by our mainstream media, right? The way they cover the news, the way that they seclude and push aside stories that don't go with the mainstream narrative, AKA whitey's the devil, the the way that they suppress stories where mass shooters are of color, which by the way, the latest ninety percent, not nine percent, make it down. Many of the latest mass shooters have been people that are either black, Hispanic. Uh, you, see, you know, they don't want to talk about those people though. White shooters, that's the bread and butter. So we're seeing the way the media covers these things. We're seeing the way academia covers these things. We're seeing the way that academia pushes. As I said critical race theory. DEI, right? Diversity, equity, and inclusion, which every school district now has somebody heading up their DEI, has every curriculum, which you have to sue, literally, school districts to try to get a sample of the curriculum they're teaching. And they fight tooth and nail to stop you from getting them. They are inundated, these children, with anti-white propaganda, with anti-colonizer propaganda. So are we surprised to see when a kid that's grown up being taught this in this environment, nonstop, goes and does something this horrible and this heinous. Now, this, like anything, is an outliner. I'm not saying that this is going to happen all the time. Of course it's not. But the way these people clamp down on the information coming out from this mad, you know, diary of a mad trans woman shows you where they're at. Because it goes against everything that they're trying to tell you, because it proves that what's going on here in the schools with the media, with the trans activist movement is a problem, that we've got an issue here that goes beyond white privilege and into a whole lot shit deeper, like the isolation, as I said, like social media, like the way these kids are being taught to hate, factually taught to hate, and then dosed up with hormones and medications. And told, "This is your enemy." The proof here is pretty incontrovertible when you look at what's been done to stop this information from getting out. Now, some of the thing I want to I want to go into too while we're talking about censorship, while we're talking about um, information withholding and control, is that Jim Jordan today, uh, fa- very failed speaker of the House candidate, <laughs> Jim Jordan. <laughs> he had done a, a thread talking about information that's been released. And essentially this is information that formally backs up what the Twitter files had released, which you'll recall Democrats went after former liberals, former Democrats of their own ranks. Of course, Matt Tiabi, um, Michael Schellenberger and others for their reporting on the Twitter files. Barry Weiss, uh, Barry Weiss of course isn't a former liberal, but, but they went after Tiabi and Schellenberger specifically threatening them Questioning their journalistic integrity, you recall that Jim Jordan took actual action against the FBI and investigation of the FBI because the FBI had raided Matt Tiabi's house. Uh, coincidentally, during this hearing on government censorship, working with social media companies and working with, uh, you guys did academia to censor, remove Americans' tweets, Americans' Facebook posts, etc., YouTube videos from social media. And he just today had talked about how this report they've gotten is solidifying, confirming that in a governmental sense. Now, this is a report called The Weaponization of Disinformation, Pseudo-Experts and Bureaucrats, How the Federal Government Partnered with Universities to Censor Americans' Political Speech. And it's from the Committee on the Judiciary and the Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. Now, unfortunately, I was going to try to read this entire report before I did this live stream and, and this podcast recording. For whatever reason, the link that they had posted to judicial.gov wasn't working, which it makes you suspicious in its own right. right? That The fact that the link to the report about government censorship, the link's down. <laughs> what are the odds So the link was down? It may have just crashed from people clicking on it. But it said file not found in the site for for a good hour. Finally, was able to get in there reviewing it. But I'll give you the, the short shrift of this uh, the, uh, the, the Cliffs notes is that the government, during the 2020 cycle, right? Because there was all this nonsense about how our elections were going to be hacked and misinformation and that there were election interference, right? Remember all those bullshit terms that they threw out at us to convince us that Russia was hacking our elections? Remember all the lies that the Democrats told to scare you? Well, The government decided they were going to take formal action under this Election Integrity Partnership or Election Integrity Committee. What this was, was that CISA, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security uh, Association, worked with the Department of State, uh, the GEC. They partnered with Stanford Internet Observatory which is one of the most nefarious, underhanded, piece-of-shit organizations that's ever existed, uh, is complicit in every single censorship application the federal government has gone through, by the way. They partnered with a couple different organizations, which then passed through these demands for censorship to big tech. Now, it started under the guise, as I said, of election integrity. We're going to take down posts that, that are dangerous to our elections. Now, that, of course, is highly subjective. Depends on who's going to be in power. It depends on how they view a threat. And naturally, who defines truth? Like, this is something that I'm bringing into the Libertarian Party's, I can't say the platform, right? Cause I'm not working on changing the, the platform, but I'm bringing it into the messaging, bringing it into the core concept of how we, how people understand what the Libertarian Party means and what it does, which is the constant war for truth. We are in a war versus our government right now. And that war is over the definition of truth and the definition of reality. I talked about it on the last show, but we're seeing it come to fruition here with this report showing how the government looked out of its way, went out of its way to create a specific organization of private par- pub- private partner- public uh, partnerships, right? The greatest evil done to humanity to censor information, to track information and to adjust people's perception of reality. How did they do this? Well, they worked and had this entire thing called a JIRA, Ji Jira ticket system, which I pulled a few up to share with you guys. They would look, work with these government organizations, work with Stanford and their little crony organizations to pull predominantly conservative viewpoints about misinformation conservative libertarian you know anti-establishment viewpoints about election integrity about drop boxes now remember this is during covid of course this is an unprecedented change in our election systems because you had drop boxes everywhere many of which by the way were unconstitutional and illegal you had massive mail-in voting uh (laughs) which i'm sorry is ripe for for fraud and scandal. And it still is to this day. And if you're going to tell me there was no fraud during the election, I'll tell you to go fuck yourself. And I watch YouTube will pull me just for saying that. But we have the evidence to show this. You have ballot harvesting going on, which, by the way, if you're not familiar with ballot harvesting, it's where you go, you help old people and invalids and homeless fill out their ballots, right? People that usually wouldn't get out to vote. Well, you go and you help them fill the vote out, right? But I wonder... If you're going to help them, all of these people who have been mailed ballots now that never requested them, because everybody was, at least in California, I wonder which way they're going to vote if you're going to give them the ballot and really help them out. I wonder if they're even with it. These people that are drugged out in nursing homes, half of whom have Alzheimer's, half of whom are invalid, half of them are asleep when you get there. I wonder which way they're going to vote. And shockingly, you know, they all voted one way. So anyway. If you dared to call that out, if you dared to question it, if you dared to post any sort of observation about the election, which went contrary to popular belief, they might flag you and remove you. They removed thousands and thousands and thousands of posts. Not just from uh, famous people either, though there's a big list of famous people they remove posts from, but everyday folk as well. And you'll recall, by the way, let's not forget, and I'm, I'm forgetting the guy's name, let's not forget the government also just threw a man in jail for six years for posting a meme about being able to vote for Hillary Clinton uh, from your couch, right? I believe it was the Hillary Clinton vote. A meme. They put him in jail for six years. That is psychotic next level insanity. That's something that we have to protest. against. It has to be fought against. I'm disgusted that you're not seeing more people within the government of representatives fight against it now. This is one of the reasons. I'm recording this on, on voter day, and I'm sorry to those of you libertarians out there that think that, well, I'm just going to sit at home and whine and not vote. The system's rigged. You guys are selling. No, fuck you, moron. If you can change your circumstance, if you can put people into power, and by the way, I'm sorry to break it to you. We have a big power structure right here, and you whining about it, it's not going to change it. You have to do action. You have to vote for the people that are actually running to try to take the system down and change the system from the inside, or at least make it less aggressive. Or you can just sit there and get your tiny asshole fucked until it's raw and red. I'm going to go and try to do something. You can whine about it. Get out and vote if you're watching this right now. Vote for your, if you've got a libertarian, you can vote for, go for it. Um, if you've got a sane person out there, you can vote for, vote for it. But anyway, so Jim Jordan has released this, and and, uh, the violations here bled not only into the election integrity, but of course, during COVID, this election integrity committee, this partnership, founded under the guise of protecting our elections. Well, wow, what do you think happened, guys? Do you think that the government took an organization that was created for one thing, was given an inordinate and unconstitutional amount of power? to oversee free speech, the definition of truth and thought in our nation. Do you think they stopped at their predestined statement of their, their mission statement, right? To protect, no, a fucking course not, they didn't. Of course they didn't. No, they decided, well, now we've got to go on and fight COVID. We have to fight all the misinformation of COVID. So they went and censored everything on that. I'll read you a couple ones I pull up here. A TikTok video has several anti-vax conspiracies. Well, that had to be removed. An antibody-dependent enhancement as a side effect of a vanci- vaccine that had to be removed. Video on Professor Dolores Cahill claiming people will start dying a few months after first mRNA vaccine, which, of course, we know happened factually in a, I would say, large portion of the population. We're talking tens of thousands of people now that have that have died from this. And including, I was just reading um, recently... Um, the, uh, doctor, Oh God, Peter, Peter Mcsomething rather. He was the doctor that came out. He's a cardiologist and had said strongly, Hey, this is bad for you. Like this is, this is causing heart, heart issues. This is causing people to have myocarditis. He had just released some, some findings about people that had shots and pain where the shot was administered, right? Which is a lot of people having a much higher risk now for heart effects coming around later in life. And he did this, showed this study in, in France where a lot of the French athletes had this happen. His, um, you know, Dr. Peter McCullough, sorry, Dr. Peter McCullough, he, of course, had news. an allegation that the CDC is underreporting deaths after vaccines got reported. All of these things, of course, were true. The government removed all of them. Now, a lot of you know this. I just bring this up because we have now... The evidence, plain and simple. We have evidence well beyond, and this is from Stanford, by the way. This is from the evil internet observatory, the death star of government censorship. We have the records because under threat of congressional, uh, what do they call it? Uh, okay. oh, God, I just, my brain honestly is mush right now from this fucking daylight savings time. Under a threat of uh, whatever, co- you know, denying Congress, defying Congress, <laughs> meant to work around here. (laughs) They were subpoenaed and forced to turn over this information. So now, unlike the Twitter files where you were getting information, which some of it, you know, you're getting emails from the FBI, from the, you know, from the NSA, from CISPA. uh, This is going beyond that. This is going to the hub. Stanford was the hub between the government and the social media platforms. So you've got everything in here. So this is unbelievably damning, and it comes at a perfect time because, of course, the Supreme Court has also taken up Missouri versus Biden. And that means that they're going to have access to all of these records to show that this government overreached, censored, and, as, as I said, attempted to define truth in the face of pure evidence to every bit of the contrary in order to poison Americans, in order to poison our minds, our bodies, and, of course, to enrich their own pockets through Big Pharma. So, anyway. That's that. Hey guys, while we're at the half point of the show, I want to ask you, please, if you have not, go support us on Patreon or on locals. We are patreon.com forward slash lions of liberty or lionsofliberty.locals.com. You will get uh, morning rants to do them about every other day now. It's, with the, with the kids getting to school, it's a little bit harder than it used to be, but about every other day, my good morning fuckhead rants, you get a new secrets, lies and cover ups coming very soon. We are going to focus, I think, on the disappearance of the Malaysian flight, uh, that just, nobody knows where it went well there's a counter theory that the government done disappeared it and it's pretty damn interesting so i think we're going to get into that very soon of course you get live streams you'll get some bonus shows we do like degenerate gamblers it's football season rico Odie, and i get together and we talk about our football picks we talk about stories of woe that happened over the past week and just kind of bust each other's balls that's all football season long and you know we roll out other stuff as it goes so please support us it makes a, a big difference, helps us to fund the show, helps us to travel and go to events and, uh, you know, do our rebrandings and T-shirts designs and all that stuff. Susan Gerhardt just says, hello, Susan, did you type in, uh, are you trying to Google something? I can't wait to see what she types next. All right, guys, so let's get back into it. Um, next thing I want to talk about, right, where we're talking about the psychosis of a lot of people in this, this trans movement, especially, as I said, there's way more women Young women that are transitioning from, uh, that are attempting to transition to the social contagion. But a lot of these males that are transitioning to these aggressive, isolated men who are taking advantage of the world around, them, they seem to have a deep level of psychosis as well. Now, we don't know how many of these people are schizophrenic. We don't know if are dealing with depression. The findings do show that a high percentage of people are autistic that happen to go down this trans route. Let me share this with you. This is from uh, Libs of TikTok. You're probably familiar with this account, but I just couldn't get over it. This guy's at Disneyland or Disney World, (laughs) and uh, he's whining about a very specific thing. Let me just play this for you, and you can enjoy.
0: People want to say that I don't experience PMS symptoms, but I've been cramping incredibly bad all day, and at some point, my pain tolerance went away. And it started hurting incredibly bad for the last two hours. So much so that it made me go and throw up three times. So, yeah, uh, PMS symptoms are ruining my Disney trip. Um, (laughs) Ruining my Disney trip.
1: This guy. So, PMS symptoms are ruining this man. He is a man. It's very obvious he's a man. He has a full beard, for Christ's sake. He's whining and leaning up against a trash can, whining about PMS symptoms. Now, I don't care how many hormones you have injected in your body, you don't have a uterus. If you don't have a uterus, you can't have menstruations, you can't have pre and you can't have PMS. Now, there is no way that you can say this person exists in reality and at this point he doesn't have some sort of mental illness because here's the here's the here's the rationale here for me right if you're talking about somebody who is in perfect belief that they are a woman despite being a male having male genitalia right and, and somebody somebody's actually arguing saying that this looks like a woman this is not a woman that is a man this person has a mental deficiency or a mental illness, because you've now convinced yourself, right? Just like with, let's say, um, Munchausen by proxy, right? Or, uh, your people that are hypochondriacs, this person's convinced himself that he can have PMS, despite the fact that there's no possible scientific way that you can have PMS as a man. So this person is now beyond you know, They force their body to go beyond the realm of what is you know, scientifically possible, <laughs> biologically possible. And because of the psychosomatic effects of the belief here, of the mindset here, is having menstrual cramps in his bowels to the point where he's throwing up, to the point where he has to record a video. And by the way, let's not forget this person is also recording this video, right? So this is not just an exercise in a mental illness, and as I said, this hypochondria, but it's also going down the, of course, now very prominent route of I'm an influencer. I must get attention for this. Now, how many women do you know that would record, how many real women do you know that would sit down in the middle of Disney World or Disneyland and record a video about their menstrual cramps? I don't know many. I'll tell you why. Because it's a psychotic thing to do. It's a cry for attention. It's a cry for absolute desperation. And just goes. it bleeds into everything that is at the core of, of these social influence movements, of these people identifying as a different gender. And that comes down to, I want to be different. I want to be a victim. I want people to pay attention to me. I want to be treated as a special class. This person is probably one of the most uninteresting people you're ever going to meet. And yet, this is what we see happening. Complete psychosomatic effects, if they're even true, by the way. I don't even know if this guy's full of shit. might just be making it up. I'm going to go to Disney World and pretend that I'm having period cramps and tell people that I threw up. Boy, I'm exhausted. I don't have time to shave my beard, but I'll make sure that they have tampons in the men's room for me. This is fucking lunacy. And this person is a perfect example of what is fucking going on here. It's just, God, it's ridiculous. And if you're not watching the video, please take a look at the video. I mean, there's no doubt, there's no question that this is a man. I'll play, I'll, I'll play a little bit. I'll play one more time for you guys.
0: You can judge for yourself. I want to say that I don't experience PMS symptoms. But I've been cramping incredibly bad all day. And at some point, My pain tolerance went away and it started hurting incredibly bad for the last two hours, so much so that it made me go and throw up three times. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, yeah, my symptoms are ruining my Disney trip. Um, Ridiculous,
1: he's he's ruining everybody else's Disney trip. That's what's happening here. He's ruining everybody else's Disney trip, going in bathrooms, scaring children, vomiting with his beard over his period cramps, and then whining about it, sitting next to a trash can on the ground in public is ruining everybody else's Disney trip. God, it's ridiculous. All right, so next thing I want to talk about here, there's a new army recruitment video out. And I don't know, this is this just kind of struck me as funny because there's indicators right now. People are worried about World War III. People are worried about... Uh, the way in which this interaction between, obviously, Israel, the broader you know nations in the Middle East, it seems like Russia Ukraine's not going to be a thing anymore. Although the United States, by the way, just did revoke a uh, or they just dropped out of an agreement. I can't remember the exact name of the agreement, but it just happened today. And essentially, what it is is they're removing any limitations on troop deployments. It's like an arms agreement with Russia, uh, NATO, and the United States. Russia dropped out of it, and now the United States has dropped out of it. Hopefully, we're not going to be deploying any troops over there. But there, of course, are rumblings. And, of course, you also have to look at certain indicators. I think was talking about the John Odom out, uh, the other day about this. If oil goes up, if gold goes up, and there's one more indicator I think that we have to look for, if that goes up as well, well, we're going to war. But it's also interesting. I thought this was pretty funny. As we're talking about, um, you know, trans, we're talking about how the Army, of course, had put out all this woke recruitment videos well, you've also got, uh, this is from uh, a site called Wokeness. You've got this new ad coming out, and their, <laughs> their observation was that they dropped this new video with just straight white men, and <laughs> that's why that means they're going to war. <laughs> Which, that was a pretty funny observation. Stand up! No, it's not all straight white men, by the way. In this. They still have different races. But it is funny, right? you got got yeah, mostly white guys jumping out of a, you know, a plane. Woo! you the greatest victories it says are never achieved alone. And it's got a bunch of paratroopers flying into a field. Uh, I'm sure to fight a war, be all you can be. I'm sure to fight a war that has nothing to do with any of us here that will never impact us here at home, and which we're going to be spending billions and billions of dollars on, right. The Time magazine, I think, just had an article come out recently talking about how Zelensky's desperately trying to keep the war going, how people aren't even obeying his commands now anymore, how the world support for that war has dried up, how it's unwinnable, and they've been trying to usher in a, a you know a peace negotiations finally between Ukraine and Russia. Which was obvious from the start. It was obvious from the start that Ukraine's not gonna win this war. But you've got this video despite that. And it makes me worry to end this point. It makes me worry that they're they're focusing now instead on recruiting from uh, you know, the the X, Y, and Z communities and trying to tell everybody that it's a, a happy go lucky place where they'll pay for your surgeries. Oh, it's back to regular old <laughs> recruiting. Pretty funny. Gotta make you worry. Gotta make you worry. All right, to wrap this up, guys. Um, oh, sorry. So I was just reading some of the uh, the targets. I'm uh, sorry, the comments here uh, and <laughs> quotes here. No, I'm not going to read the chat to read your spelling out Tower Gang uh, fans. Um, just to wrap this up, daily savings time. Just can suck a dick. I hate everything about it. I'm exhausted during this podcast. I, we voted on it. Remember, we they brought it. The, I think the Senate passed it and the house rejected it right why why what purpose does it does it serve anymore what do we need it for more people when we when we lose an hour of sleep more people get into car wrecks more people have heart attacks more people are calling out of work it's a drain on the economy it's a drain on our health it's a drain on your sanity I'll tell you this even in the fall back right you're supposed to get an extra hour of sleep guess what if you're if you're a parent of young children you're losing like two hours of sleep because not only are you staying up later, the kids still get tired. They still go to bed a little later. Maybe they go about a half an hour later. You're still staying up later to adjust to the time. And then those little sons of bitches are up at the crack of dawn. And now guess what? 5 a.m. today, I'm awake. If you got stupid ass dogs that bark to get fed, they're awake. So now you're just double fucked. Why? I mean, why is, why are we allowing this? Why are we permitting this to happen? We need a, we, we need a, is there a place they keep time in the United States? Like these fucking morons that, uh, that think the January 6th was going to overthrow our democracy because they went into the Capitol building. Does the government keep time somewhere in a similar fashion? Can we send the shaman in (laughs) to get our daily? He's just sitting, he's stealing the daylight savings uh, clock instead of the Pelosi podium. All right. That's going to do it for me, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, Remember, subscribe to the Lions of Liberty Network. Go and uh, hit that notification button on YouTube or on Rumble. Uh, Subscribe to the pod anywhere you're hearing it. And, of course, I will uh, remind you to go, those of you that like the show, you can give us a, a nice little review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever it might be. We just love it. All right, guys, that's it. From me, Brian McWilliams from the Lions of Liberty Network and from Mean Age Daydream Keep those electric eyes on me, babe, and keep that ray gun to my head.